What a weekend in college basketball, man. The women generating the most views in ESPN history for a college basketball finals game in the Husky men dominating the entire tournament. And on top of that, we got the ultimate win out in Dreamville Fest, Raleigh, North Carolina. It was up all weekend. Shout out to my boy Weezy. Hey man, that was a that was a crazy weekend. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> we pay, we paying for it right now. We, we <laughs> oh yeah, for, for right sure, <laughs> for sure. The latest pod we never did. <laughs> Boy, it's past my bedtime. Like, Boy, what? It's you know past, past mine. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> Dreamville got us spent. But we are in the building and here to give you, obviously, the latest sports takes, debates, updates, and news. News. What's up, man? How you doing? Hey, man. You know, taking it day by day, trying to recover. Yes. (laughs) This weekend, we had a time, man. It was good to get the gang back together. For sure, bro. It's been far too long. We all got together, man. It was dope. It was a great time, man. And we had some great games. Well, at least the women's. Mm-hmm. championship game was a pretty good game especially that final four weekend and it started with Caitlin Clark sending South Carolina undefeated South Carolina home and then Angel Reese getting the last yes, laugh as LSU defeated Clark and the Hawkeyes and the Hawkeyes you can't see me <laughs> <laughs> yo John Cena <laughs> John Cena Bruh, I her, her. <laughs> John Cena was crazy <laughs> LSU finally got to the championship and won their first women's national title ever. Mm-hmm. But the banter amongst Kayla Clark and Angel Reese has gotten a lot of attention from a lot of people. Yeah. And it seems to be a little one-sided. Kayla Clark, like we said, mm-hmm. obviously she was women's player of the year. Been yep. dominating. But, you know, she's also a heavy trash talker, ultimate mm-hmm. competitor, doesn't like to lose. And then when, you know, she dishes it out against South Carolina... I'm assuming that she can take the trash talk. I think other people are making a big deal out of it. But what do you make of the recent comments of Angel Reese and what LSU was doing afterwards? You know, just just getting their stuff off, man. I mean, they champs. They deserve it in my book. Yeah, I mean, look, when you champs, you can say and do whatever you want. And, you know, at that time, like, she she was blowing them out. Like, Angel Reese was giving them work. Like, it's just crazy because uh, Kayla Clark did the same thing to Louisville. To, uh, yeah. Vanderbilt. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And she then did the same the thing against South Carolina. She did the. She said she did the. You can't see me to Van Lifter in uh, Louisville. <laughs> like nah. She she let them know what time it was for real. Bro. Yeah. So it's like you know. What I mean, it's it's a double standard a little bit. Like they didn't have nothing to say when Caitlin Clark was doing the la the per, the previous two games. Now, yeah. Yep. Angel Reese doesn't change again. Then it's a whole big situation. It's like. Y'all didn't say nothing the last two games when y'all saw Kate and Clark doing all this. Then it was competitive fire at that point. But now it's a yeah. problem. I need to redo it. All right. We can't have that double, the double standard there when Kaylin Clark dishes it out. Well deserved. I mean, she mm-hmm. dominated, but hey, yep. you can dish it out. Like Steph was able to say, you got to be able to take it too. So, exactly. I mean, I, I don't think it's anything serious. I do 
think something's up with Joe Biden, Floatus. 100%. Yeah. Inviting both schools to the White House. What are we doing here? We don't do participation yeah. trophies. I don't know like, what she was thinking about saying that. Like, that's that's kind of crazy. Like, yeah, and I, know, I, I know Joe was like, hey, who told you, you to tweet that? that? Yeah, yeah, who told you? You embarrassing who, us. Who told you to tweet that? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, get back and go to your room. Go to go to your room. Go to your room. He like, put her on punishment for a week. Yeah, she can't man, talk like, to the media. Yo, you you your media privileges are revoked. <laughs> we do not invite losers to the White House. Like, come yeah, on, she's man. tripping. Like, yeah, like I, I think that they're they're blowing it a little out of proportion. A lot of people were calling, you know, Angel Reese classless, and it's like, mm-hmm. like y'all hate it. Y'all just hate it. <laughs> like look, y'all, man. look, man, Angel Reese from Baltimore. If she go talk, man, oh, she let. She let him know too. He's gonna let him know, bro. <laughs> he said, I'm from Baltimore. We grew up talking trash, shooting, playing ball outside. Yeah, bro. Like she was she was gonna get that off her chest regardless. So. Yeah, man. No, I love it. I love yeah. it. Talk that talk. If you can back it up, go crazy. Facts. <laughs> go, go crazy. On to the men's side, man, where the husky men of Yukon dominated the entire mm-hmm. tournament, actually. Yeah. Double digits yeah. every single game of the tournament. How impressive of a run was this by UConn? I mean, when's the last time we've seen such a dominant team in a tournament? I mean, everybody they played, they beat by double digits. Everybody they played by double digits. The, the way they beat Gonzaga, that's when oh I knew God. something was different. Gonzaga yeah. doesn't get outscored often. They put that thing on Gonzaga. They beat the brakes off Gonzaga. Yeah, right. and, I don't, and I don't think San Diego State had a chance. No, no offense to them. I'd much rather have seen Bama. I'm super, yeah. much Either rather Bama have seen Bama. or Texas. Either yeah. one. Would have gave them a, a bigger fight, but like, well, Texas is on close. Texas is on the same side as UConn, so that right. would so they been, had to face them early. Final yeah. Four. yeah, that would have been them in the final four. But like right. Alabama, Duke, Creighton, like mm-hmm. I, I just think teams with better offense would have gave you know UConn a better matchup because that championship game wasn't close. I think they were up twelve at halftime. Yeah, it ended yeah. up winning by thirteen something like that to, to mm. end the game. And UConn, man, that program is really, really something. Five national titles, which is very, very impressive. Yeah. Very They lost in the first round last year. And it, Exactly. And, and it's funny because nobody thought that all the size that they had would, you know, help them out when it comes to the guards because every, everything is so dominant and reliant on the bigs that they had. Mm-hmm. And they, they play inside out. But... They were gunning. Their defense was clicking. They was locking down. San Diego State in the first half went eight minutes without scoring a bucket. Only yeah. free throw points. And I was like, yeah, this is over. Yeah. I mean, I just I just really feel like there was not a better team in the tournament than more UConn. consistent. Yeah, more consistent. And, you know, it's the fact that they were able to dominate in a lot of different ways, it was kind of telling mm-hmm. in that regard because, like, you had a lot of different styles of play that they played throughout the tournament yep. and guys kind of defended them a little bit differently. Yep. But what you saw was them kind of take advantage of size in the championship game. It was a lot of it was a lot of their like their wing players were, you know, they were doing the down screen and coming up yep. and shooting at, at the top of the key, that three. It was it was mainly the bigs that won them the game this past uh yesterday. So it it was it was interesting to see how dominant they were. Yeah. And, like, and shout out to Hurley, man. I mean his father won, now he wins. Oh, yep, you're right. You're right. It's always interesting with March Madness because you only get one game. Like right. anybody can beat anyone on any given game, but in a series mm-hmm. it's obviously a lot tougher. The better team will always prevail. UConn didn't leave any chance. They literally, they, they didn't sneak by any games. They literally dominated every single game. Right. Essentially yep. start to finish. 
Mm-hmm. I want to say they trailed in the second half, they said, for a total of, like, 59 seconds in the entire <laughs> tournament. <laughs> it's probably a one-point lead. Bruh, that's crazy. Yeah. That's absolutely crazy. That, that's pure dominance, man. So congratulations to UConn. Congratulations you know that- to the LSU women. You said what? They were undefeated in non-conference play. Undefeated. Yeah. They were, like, yeah. 15 they- and 0 or something. Yeah. It was something crazy. It was nuts, man. It it was really reckless. And, I mean, shout out to me for adding them, at least in the Final Four in my bracket. It's really kind of wild because undefeated non-conference and then still came into the tournament a four seed or three seed, excuse me. Yep. Yep. And it, it's just it just shows how many so other four teams seed. were out or seed. Yeah, right. Yep. Four seed. And it just shows how many other teams were out there winning, you know, a ton of games. Mm-hmm. I think the tournament was pretty competitive. This is one of the most competitive, you know, tournaments I've seen in a while. Yeah, as it's like far even as, playing field, except for yeah, e- yeah, e- yeah, even playing <laughs> field. The the Cinderellas were all over the place. FAU mm-hmm. getting to the Final Four, San Diego Princeton. State making it to the championship. Like, like who would have thought? Like, right. no, I don't, I don't think anybody putting yep. San Diego State in the finals. I'm not, I'm not doing that. Like, what in the at world? all? So yeah. yeah, I mean, no, no number one, two, or three. In the championship game, so yeah, yeah, four man, five, it's, uh, it's crazy. It's uh, yeah, this this was a really really good tournament. And how about the cousins back to back championships? Oh Hawkins come on, from man. UConn and then Reese from LSU. I mean, cookout gonna know. be booming. Yeah, man. I mean, that Hawkins, fam- Hawkins that <laughs> at Thanksgiving gonna be wild. Yeah, like Hawkins. <laughs> it's crazy because Hawkins is from Gaithersburg, mm-hmm. and she's from Baltimore. Um and that's a that's a little bit away from each other. Yeah, like if, if you're not from Maryland, like that's a little bit away. Gaithersburg is on the other side, and Baltimore is you know closer to Delaware and Pennsylvania and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So it's a little bit of distance between there. So it's it was pretty dope, man. Cousins winning back to back championships is insane. Yeah, no, nah, that that's fire. Like that yeah. that's fire. Love that for them. Love that for the family. Um, like I said, that cookout is gonna be amazing. Mm-hmm. All right, man, some NFL news real quick. McShay's mock draft release, and he now has five QBs going in the first round, sneaking Hooker back into the first round towards the end of the Vikings after his ACL injury. Are you surprised that Hooker's made his way back to the first round? I am not buying it. I'm not. Oh, okay. You, so you're not, not believing it. I'm not buying it. No, you, I, you are not I a don't. Believer. I like Hooker a lot, actually, but I, I just don't see the Vikings using their first-round pick on a quarterback that's probably going to miss uh, three-quarters of the season through the ACL reconstruction. I was so, gonna, yeah, I was going to say, he had that injury towards the end of the season in Tennessee, right. if we're not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Towards ACL, so it's like you're you're taking a first – I mean, you can redshirt him, sure, but, like, I don't know if you want a, a team like that that needs help. I don't know if you want to allocate resources to that for a quarterback that's probably going to miss almost all your season. And, I mean, I get it because it's Kirk Cousins and you're trying to get under that, like, out of that contract. But, like, I don't know if I'm the Vikings if I make that move just because, like, you were, you were like, a one, one or two seed last year. One thing, the they're most, like, you're, what are you the most frail two seed that we've seen? Three seeds. Yeah, they're a two seed. A three seed. Three seed. So, you know – and nobody believed him, but, you know, I just think that team needs more help um, on the defensive line, secondary. Like, they, they need help uh, in several different ways. So I don't know if using that on a quarterback is, right now, okay. the best way to use your resources. No, I got you. And I got a question because I want to mm-hmm. know how you really, you know, what you think of Hooker before the ACL injury, pre-ACL mm-hmm. injury. Where would you have ranked him in this quarterback class? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I thought Hooker, I mean, this was obviously his breakout year. And the Tennessee, system they run. hey, Tennessee, yeah. we've seen what Tennessee did, man. It, I, I think if he doesn't get hurt, they probably go to the playoffs, personally. Yeah, and like Hypo, the system that they're running down there in Tennessee is like, it fit his strengths like perfectly to like a glove. Like, and I really felt like he took a lot of really great steps this year and becoming. Mm-hmm like one of the you know top five quarterbacks or whatever you want to call it in college football but unfortunately you know the body work probably wasn't enough and the acl tear probably put him behind the eight ball a little bit so he's probably going in the second round i'll say he's going in the second round i don't know if i would take it take him in the first round okay um, you could stash him for next year um let him get a whole year of you know, learn the playbook and then also rehabbing that knee. Um, and then next year, he could probably compete for a job. If he if he does go to the Vikings, he could be for a job next yeah. year. So No, I got we'll you. See. No, I just mean as far as college QBs, pre, pre-ACL pre injury, when he was mm. like lighting it up, when he was lighting it up, where would you yeah. have ranked him? Where would you have ranked him in the top five? Do you think that yeah, he would still so, be five behind Will Levis and Anthony Richardson? Or would he be no, up there so, with CJ and Bryce? Yeah, so peak hooker last year, I yes. had him behind both Bryce and CJ. Okay, so you had him in front of Richardson. But I had him I had him before Levis mm-hmm. and like barely edging out AR fifteen. Okay. And I say I say barely edging out AR fifteen because I think Anthony Richardson is like he has a lot of the tools. He has a lot of upside, but he 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 only started. He has a play thirteen. I was gonna say he only started like thirteen games. And that's the thing, like he, it's it's a risk because he hasn't played a lot of ball, right? But in the right situation, like I really want him to go to one of two places. I mean, if he goes with Frank Reich in Carolina, which is not going to happen, they're taking CJ or Bryce. Yep. And then Shane Steichen with Indy. Those are the two places. Like I would like if he goes there, he could thrive like right away. But okay. if he goes with him like McDaniels in Las Vegas, that's a bad situation. Like, please don't do that. If he goes to the <laughs> team, that's a bad situation. Please don't go there. Like, All so right. I, you know, I need him, or even I, I like and even the Seahawks. Maybe maybe the Seahawks is is a better situation because they they rely so heavily on the run. So he'll be doing a lot of running play action. So it kind of like give him time to kind of groom slowly so you know one of one, one of those three places whether it's indy carolina or seattle i could see him going and you know taking his time being able to really grow yeah because, that brings like, me to, i was gonna say that brings me to my next yeah i was gonna say that brings me to my next question there haven't been any trade-ups uh since yeah. the panthers you know jumped to that first spot mm-hmm. and because we know they're going to take a quarterback do you think with anthony richardson's draft stock being so high right mm-hmm. now you know, great pro day. Obviously, yep. you know, he, he has just skill that you can't teach. Mm-hmm. Do you expect any team to move up to that third spot and get yeah. him before someone else does? Because the Cardinals yeah. have the third spot. The Colts have the mm-hmm. fourth spot. And I want to assume that the Colts are just going to stay put, assuming that the Cardinals are not taking a quarterback because they have Kyler so, But do you so think that, somebody yeah. would be willing to leapfrog the Colts and take AR? 100%. Okay. Um, because if if you're the Colts, right, you can you can opt to be more optimistic and like patient and like okay, he's yep. just gonna follow us at four. However, Arizona doesn't have a lot of draft capital, so they're they're probably looking to move back and still get their guy. I agree. So I like agree. you know if you're if you're like Seattle or you're Las Vegas or one of those teams that are behind the Colts, 
you can ultimately jump them, go to three, and then Arizona moves back a couple spots and still gets Will Anderson at their True. spot. So yep. it's like, you can't be patient. If you're the Colts, you might want to move up one spot. Okay, so because you think the Colts move up. Because you know Las Vegas and Seattle are going to call up, yeah. Okay. That, that, that's my thing. How many teams are really lurking to move up? I think that's going to be an interesting thing as the draft comes. Like, if the Colts yeah. are willing to move up that one spot and how much are they willing to give up? Because obviously they'll give up the four pick, which and is just one pick. Team, but, yeah. but they'll be have, they'll have to also give up, I'm sure, a couple more picks. Mm-hmm. But I think the Cardinals can actually leverage this to, yeah, to maximize their draft capital because yeah. – yeah, they like I, I think I don't know how many teams really do want to jump up two, three, mm-hmm. but I'm sure there's at least two to three, and that's with, that, yeah, I, and that's with the Colts, and I don't yeah. think the Colts want to take a Will Levis. No, don't. they don't. <laughs> and I, I know that they've shown some interest in Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. and, but I don't know what that's going to also entail and how long they have to wait on that. So yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see what their strategy is. If they wait it out, hoping that nobody leapfrogs. Yeah, like the sneaky, a sneaky team that nobody's really talking about is the Detroit Lions. Okay, um, I think they're sitting at seven or mm-hmm. eight. Dan Campbell's saying all the right things. Oh yeah, you know we have a quarterback, we have a great quarterback. We're not looking at quarterbacks and things like that. But it's usually teams like that that are behind the scenes doing a lot of work on quarterbacks. So yeah, when you say you even, don't, when you say you have a quarterback, you lie. Yeah, <laughs> and you know I, I think that's a team that's. You know, they're actually like behind the scenes looking at quarterbacks because there's no way you have that much faith in Jerry Goff. Like zero, zero chance. And I know Brad Holmes comes over from the Rams and he was part of the reason, you know, that they took him in the first round and number yep. one overall. But there's no way you have that much confidence in Jerry Goff. And even if they don't take a quarterback stay in the first round, it would not surprise me if they take one in day two. Okay. Um, you know, just you just a, a stash type of quarterback that you have a lot of intrigue in it would not surprise me but you know that's a team that I think is kind of lurking in the background for quarterbacks that and they're obviously saying all the right things like oh you know we have our guy we're not yeah. looking at anything like it's usually team like I said it's usually team like that that yeah you got to pay attention to so no nah, yeah it's going to be interesting come draft time to see what teams if any do move up into that third spot because I do think yeah. AR is a hot commodity right now um, obviously, yeah. he's a, a work in progress, but his upside mm-hmm. and potential is something so big that it's going to be hard to pass up. So, yeah. But situations are going to matter. Situations is going so, is, is to matter for him because, like I said, there's there's only a couple destinations that I feel comfortable with him in. And I got you. There's other ones that I'm like, that's not going to be good for his growth at all. So, we'll see. We'll, we'll keep our eye on it as the draft gets closer. If anybody's going to make moves, I'm assuming that they might be made on the day of the draft. But yeah, that'll be something that we we'll yeah. monitor for sure. And and most most of those conversations happen the week of the draft or the week before the draft. You know, they're just kind of you know teams always call around like, hey, yeah. what if this situation arises? What can we do to get here or whatever? So most deals are already like they understand what the value would be in that spot. But like, it would not surprise me if. Uh, if the Cardinals move back from three. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, man, some quick basketball talk before we get out of here. The Mavs are in talks about sitting Luka and Kyrie with three games mm-hmm. remaining as they're 11th in the West now and in danger of actually missing the play-in tournament. If the mm-hmm. Mavs miss the play-in, is Kyrie out of there? Yeah, I, right. think, I think Kyrie 
wants out regardless. Like, I, you know, he, right. he finally gets the freedom he's been wanting the last two years and becoming a free agent. The problem is nobody's going to give him a big deal. So he's kind of going against himself right now and yeah. understanding his value because he can stay with the Mavs and get a bigger contract or he can hit the open market and get like a one plus one. And I don't know what he's kind of leaning towards, but it wouldn't surprise me if he's gone. Yeah, no, I, th- I think that he's probably gone regardless. I'm hoping that they don't miss the play-in, man. That would suck if the Thunder yeah. actually sneak in before them. But yeah, being a game out of 10th is not a good look. So we'll see. But with that being said, the Lakers went from 10th to 7th and are only one game out of the Warriors right now for that 6th seed. Are the Lakers catching stride and becoming a scary matchup for the Western Conference, man? I I think the Lakers could be a difficult matchup for, like, the first two teams, maybe three teams. So, like, if if they play the Nuggets in the first round, I'll I'll probably pick the Lakers. Me too. Same thing with Memphis. Same thing with... um, The Kings. The Kings. Yep. But, like... After that, like, the Lakers obviously don't want to see, like, the Suns, the Warriors. And they won't see the Warriors, obviously, because they're fighting for the same spot. But I think the teams, four, five, six, if you're any one of those teams, yeah, I you, think, have I think, good, yeah, I think four, you have a good chance of winning one or three. Yeah. I think I think four, five, or six is going to the finals. Phoenix, right. Clippers, or Warriors, one of those. I think, I think those top three teams, they might all get upset in the first round. It would not surprise me. I agree. Yeah. I, I agree 100%. I think the Lakers are catching their stride at the right time. I do think mm-hmm. the offense is clicking. They're, yep. they're getting buckets right now. They're and most importantly, right I, I'm pretty sure the Lakers right now are number one in defensive efficiency. I, I'm almost certain about that. Yeah, They man, might I mean, be number one in defensive efficiency. So I, I know that they're, uh, I know that their scoring is up like exponentially since yeah. uh, LeBron is back. I know their offense is like top five in efficiency since he's been back. Mm-hmm. So I know I know that they're actually you know getting buckets and getting efficient points. So I like I, I just think they're looking good. Man. Yeah, I like the way that like to me it's the wing players and the youth on that team that's really driving it because we've seen just AD and LeBron just out there doing their thing. But when they made that trade and they got youth and shooting and defense, Vanderbilt's a, a really good defensive player. Beasley's a really good three point shooter. D-Lo is D-Lo. We know what he can do. Yeah. Like it, It's players like that are really helping that team out. So I, I think it was a good job by Rob Palenka and the way he, he kind of made that trade happen. Yeah, nah. Like, I, I think Palenka actually finally did something that's going to help the Lakers. Yeah. And it's actually going to pay off. At first, we were, we were wondering if this team could make the play-in now. They mm-hmm. might lock themselves into the playoffs. I think the Warriors 100%. are going to be able to hold it. But I think the Lakers will be just fine in the playing tournament. So do you do you think the Clippers stay at five? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, I think so. It's gonna be Clippers Suns at... in the first round. Yeah, because I don't think that I think the Clippers and Suns are pretty much a lock in the first round. Just because I don't I know Paul George isn't back yet, and I don't know mm. if he'll be back before the playoff starts next week. Yeah. Or excuse me, two weeks because plans next week. Mm. But um, I think he is slated to come back at the end of next week. So I don't think that I don't think they can catch the Suns essentially. I think he gets reevaluated next week. Yeah, they're two games back right now, the Suns, with only three games remaining. As long as the Suns win one, it's pretty much. I think the Suns have the Suns have a four or three game lead over Yeah. They have have a six, seven, and eight. So they have a two game lead right now over the Clippers. Two and a half, excuse me. But the game but the loss column, they're up three three, games. Yeah, Uh, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah. Yep. So I, th- I think that the Suns are going to be four for sure. I think that the so Clippers, they get home court. Yeah, they'll get they'll get home court. So I mean, that's that's going to be the best matchup of the first round. Mm-hmm. It's going yeah. to be a matchup for the books. All right, man. Let's get out of here, man. I'm tired. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm tired. Straight up. I want to thank everyone for listening. Thank everyone for tuning in. Remember, Black Lives Matter. They always matter and will forever matter. Guys, Holland is a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting beat down bad over the weekend. Take your allergy medicine if you need to. Continue to send the prayers up for those in need because you never know who needs one. So always, Mm -hmm. just in case. And we thank you all for the support and continuing to shout us out. And, you know, just listen to us, man. We've been rocking with y'all for a minute and we want to just keep rocking with y'all. So, guys, thank you. You guys, we really appreciate it. Don't forget Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, and all the other streaming platforms you listen to us on. Do not forget on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts to leave a five-star rating and also leave a review for your boys. It certainly helps. Go ahead and do that for your boys. Please, yes. please, please. <laughs> We definitely need that. And, oh, before we get out of here, the Masters is actually this weekend. Tiger, I don't think you're going to win. I just want you to show up and play a decent round. If we can stay in the top 15, I would love that for my guy, man. I just want him to be able to finish the tournament. Honestly, that's what I'm saying. Five back <laughs> surgeries. Like, it's supposed to be cold, rainy. Yeah. You know he's in his 40s. That's not boding well for the body. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't have I don't have high expectations, but, you know, it's anything with Tiger, man. Yeah. I'm not expecting him to win, but I do just want to see him compete because golf is so much better when everybody's on Tiger Watch. So, 100%. Tiger, let's let's get it done this weekend, man. I'm out of here. Yo. Really thought it ain't no debate. No way, ain't no escape. Big dog eating off the plate. Cool breeze marked with the same. Flexed up now, John Cena. Rocked up more than Serena. Wife a baddie looking like Nia. More drip, more than a leader. I'm at the wood. I said I would get. No mediocre. I'm feeling like tip. Sound like to me. We got us a hit. They can't even drip line. So savvy is the swag daddy. Red eye flights out to Cali. Holding bags looking like a caddy. Penthouse vibes. No Addy. Addy.